0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the first edition of the Mars Ball Boy Podcast. I'm sitting here next to the always beautiful, good-looking Nolan Robinson. Noel, say hello to everyone. What's going on, boys? All right. Ah. <laughs> well, the first uh, episode, Noel, we have a lot going on in the NFL world. Um, big slate this weekend, but I think we should start off first and foremost with the Kareem Hunt incident that broke earlier today. Um, A video came out of the incident that happened back in February with him and a woman in a hotel in which case he was involved with her um, and they apparently had exchanged some words Kareem in the video was viewed pushing and then later kicking her and obviously the backlash and everything that came about it was in a negative form And so with that, the Chiefs put him on leave for a brief period of time in which he could not participate in any games. And then further doing so, a few, I'd say maybe even 30 minutes later, they released him. And obviously that's a big loss, not only for the Chiefs, but for any person that has Kareem Hunt on their fantasy
1: team. Yeah, just like me, it was a big hit. It's going to be rough getting uh, the rest of the season finished, but I think I can still uh, pull it off. Well,
0: that's always a good thing. Obviously, uh, the big play then in this case would be picking up Spencer Ware. But let's not put behind the fact, Noel, that this is a big deal. I mean, Kareem is a guy that was productive for his few to- first few years that were in Kansas City, and I think with that, I think there's a kind of a, a gap that they now have to fill in becoming that team that's going to maybe potentially compete for a Super Bowl. And and compete the top of the AFC.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just I think they're gonna they're gonna have a uh, rough rough go on the uh, playoffs because uh, their defense doesn't look too good, and this might be a big hit to the offense. I'd agree. I'd agree with that. I think
0: uh, I think there's a lot that can still happen. I think that this team. Is, uh, is still capable of doing a lot and I don't think that there's uh, any real reason completely to panic um, if you're Patrick Mahomes owner um, obviously I think you can still be in good shape he's still going to move the ball well I think Spencer Ware is still going to be viable back as well and I think that this team going forward should still be alright I think the big picture though if you look at it as a whole and they're just looking to compete for an AFC championship and potentially play in the Super Bowl I think it is a big loss for him, and I think this offseason, we'll see what happens. I think I've already heard the rumor, and I'm not going to say that it's true or not, but there's speculation that uh, Mr. Mr. Bell may be interested in going to Kansas City in this case, or they would be interested in receiving Mr. Le'Veon Bell.
1: Yeah, well, uh, I think any team would uh, enjoy that pickup.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, if you're losing <clears throat> a star
1: back like that,
0: I mean, obviously you want to kind of fill that hole, and I think he's perfect the perfect guy for that you know what i mean he kind of fits that system pretty well
1: i could also see him get into the colts because
0: well yeah they need they would need him as well no doubt they Uh, can definitely make a run all right so let's uh let's start off sunday first game we're going to talk about noel uh ravens falcons ravens coming in uh six and five falcons at four and seven uh, Falcons are a one-and-a-half point favorite coming into the game at home. Um, the over-under for the game, I believe, is 48-and-a-half. Yeah. No, I'm going to ask you right off the bat, you think this game goes over 48-and-a-half points?
1: Um, honestly, yeah, I think it does. Matt Ryan has a, a pretty explosive offense, and the Ravens have looked pretty good even without Joe Flacco. Does he come back this week? Uh, I'm not sure if he is available or not. Yeah, uh, they've been rocking uh, Tyrod, and he was doing pretty good. So I think they could uh, it, battle it out for a big, big score game.
0: Right. I believe Flacco <coughs> is still going to... He did not practice Wednesday, <coughs> and that obviously leaves the door open still for Jackson. I think uh, going forward... Here's the thing. Baltimore has shown that they can move the ball with Lamar, who is a completely different quarterback than Joe Flacco. Flacco is a pocket passer. He's a guy that's just going to kind of stay there, dump down the ball to the running backs. Um, Lamar is a completely different threat. And I think he adds a different versatility to this offense that the Ravens have not seen before. And in the NFL in general. I mean, you don't have guys like Lamar Jackson in the NFL you know you have um, him Marcus Mariota you could throw in Russell Wilson Uh, Patrick Mahomes I still think is even more of a prototypical quarterback than than those guys but I think as a whole I think that this Ravens team offensively is going to have more options I think the the use of Gus Edwards now they're a big fan of I'm a big fan of I think he's run the ball very well I was always a fan of Alex Collins all year I had Alex, Alex Collins um, he always did what he did every week He'd score a touchdown within the first seven minutes of the game Get you seven or eight points And then not do a damn thing after that And that was kind of a problem Because it's like, oh, you know, get off to a good start And you're like, hey, maybe this will be a day where he puts up 20, 25 plus He didn't, ever So it was just kind of like, okay, well Here we go again So I think that this team Has the potential And against the Falcons defense, let's be honest They've been bad all year
1: Yeah
0: um, I don't know. What else do you think about the Ravens offensively?
1: Um, well, Michael Crabtree, uh, he has a uh, pretty good streak going on, so he could uh, get something going mm-hmm. since the uh, Falcons' defense is pretty weak. <clears throat> but just uh, overall, Lamar Jackson, I think he's going to have a good outing. Uh, Falcons' defense probably won't be able to uh, stop him. Yeah, that's a good point. Um,
0: I was going to say, if there are any sneaky plays for the Ravens this week, maybe you could throw in John Brown, I guess, as a guy that is a cheap value that could do well. I don't necessarily think that that's a, the best play to make, but he's a guy that, that, that's under the radar that has that ability to make an explosive play.
1: Yeah, and like you said, uh, I think Gus Edwards would even be a, a possible uh, GPP player, just because... He has the possibility, and Alex Collins uh, looks like he's out this week. So, Yeah, yeah, I think
0: that's kind of true. And then how about a guy like Ty Montgomery? Got yeah. traded from the Packers, has been used, but not in a large volume aspect. He's a guy that has versatility. He can catch the ball in the backfield. You know, he can take handoffs. I mean, he's already shown in Green Bay a number of times. I would say there's a good possibility that you may see more Ty Montgomery this week. And whether he's productive, I think that's yet to be seen. I wouldn't jump the gun yet on him. But I think you will see more of him this week. And who knows? Who knows what will happen? Yeah. Um, Looking at the Falcons, obviously it's pretty clear cut that Julio is is the main main guy. I'm a guy, I've had Calvin Ridley on my team all year, or since week two or three. Listen, the guy is boom (coughs) or bust. You know, he's going to... He's going to have a game where he'll have eight catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, and then the next week he'll have three catches for 26 yards and not do you anything. So it's kind of hit or miss with the Ravens defensively, the pressure that they get on the quarterback, their aggressiveness in the secondary. I don't necessarily think that that's a great play, But, but Atlanta at home... Has been more successful and is able to throw the ball at a higher rate at home. So I think that that's a possibility that could come into play. And I think that... I think the Falcons as a whole... I think they score... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say they score... I'm going to say 30 points. I'm going to say the Falcons score 30. And I'm going to say they win the game. I'm going to say they win 30 to... I'm going to say 30 to 21.
1: So All I'm right. going to say
0: they go over.
1: I, I see you on that. Uh, I honestly, I think I'm going to take the Ravens though, just because just as bad as the Falcons defense is, I just, I I think the Ravens can score 30 plus, probably 30, 30, 35 maybe, and then, uh, I don't know, I just think the Ravens defense can hold up, even with uh, the targets, like Austin Hooper, Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley. I don't think I think they can stop them. Okay. I personally I don't think I'm going to be starting any uh Falcons players this week just because I respect the uh, Ravens defense and I I just see them uh pulling pulling this one out. Yeah, that that's true and that's that's that is
0: possible. <clears throat> and let's be honest, the Falcons are at 4 and 7 right now, Noel. Playoff hopes are pretty slim to none. Um, they'd have to win out, have some things happen for them. It's not going to happen more than likely. Yeah. The Ravens, at the other hand, are 6-5. and five. They're right in the wild card race, I think, with more to play for. I think that that obviously comes into play, and I think that helps them out. I think uh, going forward, this is a big game, and we'll see what happens. Like I said, I just like Atlanta at home. I think they've been a good team at home all year, and... You know, I think that this is this is a game that is a a must-win for Baltimore. So I could see them playing well, but I could like land at home, like I said, by nine. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Let's go to game number two. Chicago playing in New York against the G-Men. Chicago at eight and three. The Giants at three and eight now, after their short two-game winning streak it was cut to an end last week. Um. <clears throat> Chicago's a three and a half point favorite, Noel. The the over under on the game is 44.5. So I'm going to say right off the bat, I'm going to go under because I don't think the Giants can score enough to kind of get that over the 44.5 to get to 45. I think I could see the Bears pulling away with this one, I'm going to say like 28 to 10. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I I like your thoughts because I I don't really see the Giants doing anything more this year. They've uh, <clears throat> they've been uh, disappointing, honestly. I mean Saquon Barkley, he's uh, had a great season. Odell, he's had a pretty good season, but they just they just haven't been able to put it all together yet. They uh <clears throat> Eli, he honestly just needs to retire. I think he uh, he's washed up and. <laughs> they need to, They just. three need to rejuvenate their team. That's all I'm saying. That's a bold statement, Noel. I would say uh,
0: if Eli's listening right now, I don't know how he'd honestly feel about you uh, telling him that he needs to retire. I think he'd tell you, "Hey, you need to retire from this business." Um. You know what? I think you're right, though. I think there are some issues outlined for the Giants. I think the biggest thing is their offensive line. I just. I don't know where they're at with that. In terms of getting a fixture up front, I mean, let's be honest—they've already mo- had some moving parts up there. Um, but I do—I I will say this, and, and I think everyone will agree—the pieces are there for the Giants on on all ends. You have the running back play of obviously Saquon, who's a fan favorite, as we all know. Um, you have OBJ, you have Sterling Shepard, and you have a guy like Evan Ingram who hasn't been healthy this year, but is a legitimate threat and a legitimate target. No, before we were rudely interrupted by our uh, statistician back there, Vinny, Vincent Blasco, excuse me. Um, <clears throat> I will say that the Giants, <coughs> going forward, are a team to look out for in a sense that I think they do have the pieces there. I just don't know where the quarterback play is yet. And let's be honest. Eli is not going to retire after this year, and As much as you yell and complain and cry about it, it's just not going to happen. Okay? Uh. So let's just get that let's get that straight. It's not going to happen. Let's look at the Bears on the other hand right. Your boy Mitchell Trubisky He's a baller Let's just be honest,
1: he's a baller He's been a little banged up Had some issues Yeah, I mean, I mean, okay, sorry to interrupt But, I mean, they have some targets Jordan Howard, he's a good player He does some good things I mean, he's, he's had a pretty good season uh, The Bears have made a good run And uh, you're not wrong the uh, Bears are definitely playable, and they're uh, they're in it this year.
0: The Bears are who you thought they were, right? Is that what you're telling me?
1: They are. Well, <clears throat> can I just be honest with you?
0: I don't like Jordan Howard. Why? I, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you that I like Tariq Cohen <laughs> way more. Nah. It's consistent. And in a PPR league, which we're all participants in, you make your best bang for your buck with Tariq Cohen just at the end of the day that's what happens I'm not saying that Tree Cohen's a better running back than Jordan Howard all I'm telling you is that I enjoy and if I was a Tree Cohen owner I would be more pleased than if I had a Jordan Howard which I have neither yeah but I, I would enjoy it if I had Tree Cohen more
1: yeah I mean my only play probably would be uh Trubisky but yeah Yeah, I mean, the receivers for Chicago,
0: as funny as it's it's, as successful as Trubisky has been this year, and he's been very good. Um, I believe the numbers 210 for 321, 2,469 yards, 20 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Impressive, very good numbers. But at the end of the day, you look at it, their leading receiver coming into today is Taylor Gabriel which, okay, who in their mind thinks every week I'm going to start Taylor Gabriel, right? I mean, like, if you have to, you will. But I'm not saying that you want to. But he has 51 receptions, 527 yards, and two touchdowns. That's it. You know what I mean? So it's not like he's the stud target that you would look for when you look at Atlanta's offense and you see Julio Jones' numbers. You know what I mean? You don't see the big gaudy numbers from these receivers. But yet Mitchell does a great job. Of getting guys involved and he has he has other options alan robinson's a guy that i was a big fan of for a number of years and obviously the injury plagued him back a little bit but now going forward he's a guy that i think could be a focal point of their offense and i don't know if it'll be there it might be there one day maybe next year or something like that it could happen but there's there's options there and i just i'm surprised that trubisky's as good as he is with the stats not being as impressive as they are from the other receivers.
1: Yeah. Well, I agree with you there. Uh, Let's uh, take a look at the uh, Giants. Um, Overall, I I like Saquon. He's he's a great player, and he's uh, making an impact on the league this year. Uh, For this week, uh, I don't know about playing him, though, for fantasy-wise, because bears defense they're pretty they're pretty swell they got they got the number two pass ranked defense so i'm definitely not uh targeting eli or odell this week but saquon could be an option
0: well let's be honest no first of all you know why i like saquon and i think you can tell the, <laughs> the viewers this is because where did he go to school at penn state of course um, but you everyone knew that already Anyways, the point is, Saquon's a must-start every week. The guy is a work workhorse. I mean, is he going to put up big numbers in terms of rushing yards and yards per attempt? No, he's not always going to. But the pure volume that he's going to get in terms of handoffs and... Basically, what they like to do is they like to just throw checkdowns to him and let him get the ball in space. And I've always said that he is... One of, if not maybe, the most dangerous player in space because he can do so many different things. He can make you miss. He can run over you. He can run uh, through you. You know, he can do many different things, and he has a wide, wide array of options that he can do to make you miss in the open field. Yeah. And he's 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 tough. He's a is a full glu- full blown big time player at all levels. You know, so I think that in, in any play, the biggest thing about him, Noel, is that he's a guy that can take a five-yard play and make it fifty yards. There's yeah. not not every player can do that. There's guys that are just good for the five-six-yard plugins, whatever. Saquon on any given play could take it to the house, and that's just why the the threat is there. <laughs> he is. It's not Lamar Miller, though. He is not. He's <laughs> not Lamar Miller. You're correct. Lamar Miller is better. <laughs> Well, okay, We're he's not a veteran, know. but you're right. He has more years in the league
1: than than Saquon. Um, <laughs> let, let's look at that. <laughs> right, wait, wait, wait. What's your what's your overall proje- projections for this game? For this
0: game, okay, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, I I like the Bears. I said it already. I like the Bears. Twenty eight to ten. Yeah, I already said uh, this. Yeah, I don't know why you. You're, Challenging me, you're making me go back on my word. I mean, what? No, yeah, the Bears just... twenty-eight to ten. I like it. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm with you. you Which I means to... I like the thing? under. I like the under. Well, I, I didn't, I didn't answer that, and uh, I, I'll stick with you on the under. I, I don't think this is going to be too high scoring. Okay,
0: let's go to the next one. <clears throat> this one, sleeper game. Put all your bells and whistles out. I like this matchup. This game coming up next, Noel. The Buffalo Bills at four and seven at the Miami Dolphins, who are five and six, in my three-team parlay. Noel, I have the Buffalo Bills as my team. Why? Because don't count out Buffalo, and they show up every so often. And this is a week that they will. Miami is just going to sleepwalk through it. They're five and six. I understand they're still alive,
1: but but. Well, Buffalo shows up in games when well, they're you, least expected to. I, I'm looking at it this way. I see. I see Miami's uh, four and one at home, and that's 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 a pretty good record. Their only loss. Uh, I don't know who it came to. I think it was the Patriots. So, I mean, losing that that's a that's a loss that most people are gonna take. And I think the the Dolphins might not be all there, but I don't know. I mean. I can, I can see why you took the Bills in the parlay, just because it's it's worth the risk, but I think I'd stick with the Dolphins to uh, pull out this one. Okay. um, So I looked it up. The Dolphins
0: lost at home to the Detroit Lions, 32-21. But, but, I will say this. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Noel, I believe that Ryan Tannehill is back for the Dolphins this week, is it? Is that correct? Uh, is that let me one? let me get a uh, let me get a look on that. Go and get the statistician up here. Um, from what I've seen so far, it says Ryan Tannehill is returning from an injury—the shoulder injury that he had last week. Oh, excuse me. He already returned. Excuse me. He returned and was 17 of 25 for 204 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. So he had a good game. Yeah, he returned. Um, so he had a good game. I will say this, I just don't know that I trust Miami at that level. And I, like I said, the Bills surprisingly have a better defense than what people give them credit for. And I just think that this is a game where, like I said, you don't expect the Bills to come in and play well. And I just, I see it. I mean, I know Miami's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. But you look at this, yards allowed per game. Miami over 400. 409.6. Buffalo 319.7. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. They're only allowing 111 yards on the ground per game. And 208 through the air. That's pretty good. No, well, I'm just saying Buffalo. Now, I'll give you this. They score 14.5 a, a game. So let's look at this. At That's the end of the good. day, the over-under is 40. Buffalo's not going to outscore you in a shootout. They're going to win this game
1: 20 to 13? <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I'm 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 getting with you a little bit on this on this Bills trend because I do see that the Bills are in a streak. They've won two in a row. They did kill the Jets. That That's impressive. they won by 31 points. The Dolphins, they've lost four of their last five. That's a, The struggle's real for them honestly. They're going downhill. They could continue to go downhill, but I could also see him pulling it away, just just maybe. But like you said, it's probably going to be a low-scoring game. I mean, both these teams don't have too good of offenses, and Josh Allen isn't someone who's going to put up fantasy numbers that you're going to play. Definitely uh, going to stay away from this game, uh, fantasy-wise. Um, but I do like the parlay option. I uh, I definitely agree with you on that one.
0: I'll give you a, a sleeper pick right now, and you can thank me later for this. I will. Uh, Robert Foster, for Buffalo. All right. Robert Foster. Just remember that name. Yeah. He's already broken out now <laughs> in a couple games, to, back to back. You can look it up. Robert Foster. I'm gonna tell you right now. All right. The play, this, the the quiet play. It's not a great play. It's not a great play. It's a quiet play.
1: Yeah, it's like. It's, like it's a record.
0: cheap. Listen, he, hit, he had three targets last week. I get it. He didn't have much. But you know what he did? Two receptions, 94 yards, and a touchdown. Okay? I'm just saying, Miami, don't sleepwalk through it. Don't sleepwalk. Bra- By the way, the game before that, Robert Foster, three receptions, 105 yards. No touchdowns. But-
1: yeah, I mean, that is impressive. They were playing Jacksonville, and like putting up numbers like that's uh, pretty impressive. They did somehow pull off that game.
0: I'm just going to say it right now, though. Robert Foster. Just <laughs> that's the only one that I That's the only one I'm in, I, Listen, I'm not listening. I, I want
1: to see you put money on it. <laughs> I, I may.
0: I may. I'm not a LaShawn McCoy fan not anymore. I just I don't uh, think that yeah, He
1: He doesn't. He, they, yeah, they're just not all there this year. No,
0: no, no. And offensively for Miami, I mean, who, who do you go to? Kenyon Drake's been... They're in and out. It doesn't seem like it's consistent at any level. Uh, Frank Gore, I know, I think he still actually leads the team in yards. 131 carries for 595 yards. Guess how many touchdowns Frank Gore has this year, Noel, rushing? Um, eight. No, you're very wrong. I'll tell you this, Noel. (laughs) You have as many rushing touchdowns as Frank Gore does this year. How many is that? That would be zero. That is correct. You were right. Zero. He is zero. So... I I just don't like, I don't like, I I don't like either team, but I like Buffalo to show up enough in this game. Just, just sneak in, just sneak into Miami and win close. Well, I
1: don't know if you mentioned that Kenyon Jake, uh, got, uh, an injury last week. So, I mean, Frank Gore might, might, uh, get some more snaps here, but still, uh, like you said, he has zero touchdowns and that honestly could be a downfall for their uh, offense and possibly be a... A good go for the uh, Bills. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I I, I can see that. By it, the way, Josh Allen's numbers are atrocious on
1: the year as well. <laughs> three touchdowns to uh, five terrible. interceptions. Yeah. yeah. I mean... I... <sighs> I mean, it does say he... Uh, Drake... We'll play probably, but yeah, You probably won't have as many snaps. So
0: right, right. <clears throat> I, 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 yes, I, like I said, fantasy purposes, daily fantasy purposes. I stay away from this as much as possible. But if you had to go, if you're like, I need one receiver because I I spent all my money on either the other stud spot or you have two running backs that are expensive or quarterback. I'm just telling you, Robert Foster, cheap play, all day. That's that's just where I would go with that. That's the only play that I would say is there. For sure. Um, all right, no, let's look at the next one on our list. The Denver Broncos at 5-6, and six going to Cincinnati, who is also 5-6. and six. Denver, on the road, 5.5-point favorites. I mean, obviously, this is leaning towards the fact that Denver did just beat the Pittsburgh Steelers in a very uh, tight and highly contested game. But... Lots but, of mistakes
1: were made. <laughs>
0: yes. But case keenum no are you a believer in case keenum
1: um i mean honestly i i'm a fan of uh patrick Lindsay. i think he's put up impressive numbers recently
0: that's true no 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 that that is completely true what i asked you though is, are you a believer in case keenum <laughs> i
1: i ignored your question for a reason okay that's because i am not a believer at okay. all okay all right. I, I, I'm I not a fan of Case Keenum. I mean, he has 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, almost 3,000 yards. It's it's pretty good numbers, but I'm not impressed yet. Um, yes, well, he has
0: improvement. Slightly over a uh, touchdown to interception ratio, 1 to 1 is not, not good. It's,
1: I mean, let's compare him right here to Andy Dalton. He has 21 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. Andy Dalton, when you think of him, he's really not like an all-star quarterback. Like, he's there. He's got, but he also has A.J. Green out there catching his passes. I mean, and then he has Jem Mixon in the backfield putting up pretty good numbers. Five touchdowns this season. I mean, you you just can't count the Bengals out at any point. Obviously, they've lost a few recently. Uh, You could probably blame that on uh, A.J. Green injury. He's a big player. You're not wrong. Uh,
0: The Bengals have gone 0-3 since A.J. Green was out with his toe injury, which I always enjoy because (laughs) I'm always a fan of turf toe, I guess. I don't know. To me, it's always like, what, you can't play when you have an injured toe? Apparently, people have said it's bad. I've never had the injury before, never sustained it. Hopefully, never will. Um, But I will say this, Noel. I like Cincinnati with the return of A.J. Green. I like Cincinnati because people are counting out Jeff Driscoll. And I'm going to tell you this right now. He is a more mobile, more versatile version of Andy Dalton. He maybe doesn't have the experience that Andy does. But the guy's gritty. He's tough. He makes plays. And here's the thing. If you're Cincinnati and you're Marvin Lewis, listen, again, every year it comes down to at the end of the season, the Bengals go 8-8, eight 9-7. Eight, Everyone goes, oh, should they should they fire Marvin Lewis? Should he be gone? Every year they, they keep them. Again, they're in that situation. They're 5-6 and six right now. They need to win. They need to win this game.
1: Yeah, I mean, Marvin Lewis, uh, I could definitely see him going after this season if they can't pick up uh, a few wins here. And you could have said that the last four seasons and it didn't happen. But, exactly. but I, I will say,
0: I think Cincinnati as a whole, at home, uh, like I said, Denver was a 5.5 point favorite on the road. That is... That's strong. First of all, the over/unders forty-five. We've got a lot of, we've gone a lot of unders. No, this is the one, that's over, for sure. Yeah. I will say this, and, and I know Denver's defense is good, but again, on the road, not as, not as stout. When you go to Mile High Stadium and you play up, up high, it's different. Running a mile high in the air is a lot different than running at sea level. It's just, it's just the way it is. No, your body can't take it as well. It's tougher to breathe. If you're not used to it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. So, with that, Cincy at home. Tyler Boyd's been good. Joe Mixon's been solid all year when he was healthy. He's been healthy for most, most of the year. Um, I like Cincy 28-24 over Denver. Late touchdown. Jeff Driscoll to AJ Green. I'm not saying that cuz I own AJ Green in two leagues, <laughs> but I'm just going to tell you that right now it's going to happen.
1: All right. Uh that's that's a bold prediction, honestly. I I'm going to have to get pretty detailed myself here and uh I think I'm going to have to go with the close game as well. I I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as you think though. <clears throat> I mean, the Bengals defense is not good at all. I mean, it's decent, but I just I I think this one will be tightly contested. Bengals will pull it off at home, twenty-one seventeen. Okay. So, um, so you like the under? Yeah, I do like the under here because uh, neither team's gonna put up many points. Okay. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me.
0: That's. You know, hey, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I think if Cincinnati were to win, it's got to be in that shootout fashion. Because I just don't think the Broncos can score with them. But if it's a low-scoring game, defensive game, I just think Denver has that edge right there because I believe that they play a better overall defense. Yeah. I just think Driscoll makes some plays with his feet. With his feet. And then late, T.J. Green. Yeah. Um, let's go into let's the next one. We got a lot of games. We got here. games. We got games. We got games all day. Uh, the LA Rams at 10 and 1 going to the Detroit Lions who are 4 and 7 Noel the Rams are a 10 point favorite in this game on the road the over under for this game is 55 and a
1: half that is a lot of points Noel that is. is a lot of points and honestly, I I do like the Rams to cover that spread because the Lions do not have it. I'm just going to say it now. I would take the uh, Rams all day with that 10-point favorite.
0: Okay. So are you going to look at um like a 35-24 score of the Rams winning by 11 but putting up points but giving up some because the Lions offense isn't terrible. As we know, Matthew Stafford is – a very viable quarterback. I know they've sustained some injuries at wide receiver, and by that I mean they lost Marvin Jones Jr. They just traded away Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay. Everyone, let's just jump on board Kenny Galladay because he is the only option now. The only okay. One, yeah. Um, I believe what Bruce Ellington is now their second option for this, and I just I mean let's not get excited here with that. Carry um, on Johnson, banged up. Uh, I don't know the word if he is. Able to play this week or nah, not? Nah, he he's gonna be out. He's, he's rolled uh, out. out.
1: Yeah. Okay, so he is ruled out for the week. <laughs> that, that's unfortunate for the Lions as well because he's he's a big factor. He's I I'm, I've watched him play and I do like I do like the way he runs, but he's just been uh, he's beaten up. He's young and he's beaten up, and he uh he doesn't have anything going this season uh, going anymore, at least with this knee injury. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think. Does this make LeGarrette Blunt an option for you, Nolan, for your daily fantasy plays? Do you do you take the uh, the goal line option of LeGarrette Blunt? Does he score a couple uh, touchdowns for him? I mean,
1: honestly, yeah, I, I would... I would. If I'm throwing in, like, two or three lineups, I'd probably put him in one, maybe two. Because I, I do like him, honestly. We, we got to see some kind of Lions offense. And the Rams defense, let's just put it out there, they're not that great and Matt sta Matthew Stafford can make plays on the field. He's fast. He's he is decent numbers. 17 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, almost 3000 yards. It's not good as go- not as good as the Rams, but he can still he can still throw the ball.
0: Mhm. I I agree with that. I think um Obviously, Theo Riddick as well is is an option for the Lions. I mean, I think they still have two guys. Um, Theo is going to get you your receptions. He's going to get you points on that aspect of it. But Lagariot, if they do get close to the goal line, should see the touches and should be able to get the ball in the end zone.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, it, Blount's been he's been a he's been a factor on other teams, and I I definitely could see him in a factor here.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I going to the other side of the ball the Rams. You could use a lot of options here. I think it's pretty safe to say, I mean other than Gurley and Goff Brandon Cooks you know, it's weird because he was kind of quiet to start the year. Not quiet in a bad way, but just not as the option that people saw because Robert Woods and Cooper Cup were getting a lot of the headlines, but Brandon Cooks through the season so far through 11 games 59 receptions, 964 yards, only 3 touchdowns which I mean, okay, I get it But you've seen more of the downfield targets. You've seen more downfield options from him. I'm a fan. I own in one league, so I understand it and I get it. But I think with Cup going down, I will say the emergence of Josh Reynolds is, you know, maybe not alarming, but I think it's something to look at. And I think going forward, though, Cooks is that play that I think you need to have every week.
1: Yeah. Uh, Looking at this from a fantasy standpoint... I'd I'd be all over the uh, Rams offense here. I I really like Jared Goff. Obviously, he's has insane numbers. Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and now Josh Reynolds filling the role of uh, Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really he's really doing a great job of that because Cooper Cup he was he was in he was having a great season. It's unfortunate to see him go, but R I P. Honestly, I mean Josh Reynolds. Though he's he's here. He's the savior, and uh, he's a cheap play this week. Definitely could save some money there if you don't want to spend it up on Woods or Cooks. But honestly, I think I'd stack them all. Maybe, maybe two. I I like them all though. Everyone. Okay. Lions defense not good.
0: No, they're not good. Not good at all. Um, yeah, I I agree with that. I agree. I think um, I think this team as a whole puts up a lot of points every week and they're consistent with it and I think they just have the balance of being able to run the ball and pass at a high level. Um, Goff's been impressive. 26 sessions, 6 interceptions that's just that's unheard of to some degree and I think this team in Detroit again it's inside so that's always helpful no one wants to play in bad weather right? They're, they're in LA. They don't want to play in bad weather. They're going inside to Detroit <laughs> they'll be fine yeah. Um, they're all over this. All right, moving on. <laughs> Indianapolis Colts, Noel at f- six and five, going to the skidding, sliding, whatever you want to call them. Jacksonville Jaguars at three and eight. Um, it's a dumpster fire of an organization right now. Yeah. The is. Colts are four point favorites in this game on the road, and the over under is forty seven points let's be honest Noel Jacksonville a lot of issues benching Blake Bordos, Bordeaux, Bortles firing their offensive coordinator uh, a lot of things happening I and then of
1: course Leonard Fournette being suspended for this game for his incident um, yeah just uh, not, not a good environment to be in right now uh, as a uh, Jacksonville Jaguar uh, they're just not having a good season they've had a few bad losses actually a lot of bad losses they really just uh they are they aren't there <clears throat> i agree
0: uh no can you tell me who the hottest team in the afc is
1: right now um i would tell you that would probably be the uh houston texans that's true it is but
0: the second hottest team
1: that would probably be the uh, No, the
0: Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, yes. Yes, they have won five in a row. They have. Um, And in doing so, they beat the Bills 37-5, 42-28 over the Raiders, 29-26 over Jacksonville, the first time in Indianapolis. 38-10 over the Tennessee Titans, and then beating the Dolphins a week ago, 27-24. Here's the thing about Indianapolis. They have started to figure out what they need to do offensively. Uh, Andrew Luck has been nothing short of phenomenal in that stretch on the season so far, Noel. 299 for 437, 3,112 yards, 32 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. It's impressive. It's very impressive. I think T.Y., 45 receptions, 710 yards, 6 touchdowns. It's It's pretty obvious that he has a favorite target in that sense. Although I will say... For those that have Eric
1: Ebron, he has been a touchdown machine for them as well. Uh, I believe, what, 11 touchdowns this year for Ebron? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he is on my fantasy team, but I, I'm I'm still debating if I want to play him this week. I, I really don't know. Mm. I I have him. Hey, hey, I, I mean, because I also have uh, Breeds. We haven't got to that game yet from uh, Tampa. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard he's an option this week, so I'm just debating whether uh, Ebron or Barates would be a good player. I mean, obviously, Ebron's had an overall great season. And don't get me wrong, the Colts are on in a, in a hot streak right now. Definitely shooting their way for the uh, playoffs, but they're going to have to find uh, something if they want to keep it going.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, yes, I think that Indianapolis defensively still has some, some issues, some glaring issues, I think. Um, Their pass rush isn't as great as it should be. Um, Secondary-wise, is good, but not great. I think they've done a good job of just kind of getting the balance that they need from being able to move the ball down the field and control time of possession. I think that's a big thing in football, Noah, is just being able to control the clock and limit the possessions from the other team. Now, let's be honest, at the end of the day, Jacksonville is just going to kick themselves in the foot because they just don't do things that they should um, a lot of possessions whether it's Bortles making a mistake um, or so on and so forth but I think at the end of the day if you look at this game I like the Colts easily in this game and I I don't I don't know I'm not saying it's not going to be close but I think this Colts could win by 10 to 12 to 13 points I think that, that that's kind of in that range where it could be I could see the Colts winning this game say 31, I'm going to say like 31-17. I just don't think Jacksonville's defense is as good as it was, and I just don't think that their offense has given the chance. At the end of the day, even a good defense gets tired. When your offense is unable to move the ball and unable to be successful in controlling the clock, at some point the defense does wear out. I think that happens this time around. I think Indianapolis wins big.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're definitely not wrong there. I'm, I'm with the Colts all the way here. I'm just looking at the standings here, and I see the Colts that uh, they're they're behind the hottest team in the AFC right now, the uh, Texans. They want to keep up with them. They got to keep some pace. They're on a streak. Andrew Luck, I'm rating here as three or more touchdowns in eight consecutive games. That's that's pretty outstanding. Mm-hmm. They're averaging uh, 33 points in the last eight games. That's pretty uh pretty outstanding. Mm-hmm. You you really just got to like the Colts here. Jags are just going downhill. Obviously they have those suspensions. They've had the coach go. They've had Bortles benched. They've had uh all these things. I just don't see them uh, coming back from the, and I think the Colts will take this one easily.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think that's that's a good the uh, good call. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't know. I mean I think sometimes teams get the benefit of that when they're at home. Jacksonville doesn't really have a huge home field advantage in my opinion. I don't think that they're
1: Yeah, they probably won't even fill the stadium. I don't I don't no, even I think... No, I don't think so. Florida fans are like that. Yeah, they're they yeah, do not need it.
0: I think with that though, Noel, it, the over under is forty seven, I think slightly over with that but they call thirty one seventeen. Slightly over. But Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. Yeah. Slightly so, over. So I think yes, we we agree on on the Colts. Um let's move on. To the Cleveland Browns, the the all-of-a-sudden unstoppable (laughs) Cleveland Browns, 4-6-1, going to Knowles maybe second-favorite team in the NFL, (laughs) the Houston Texans, who are 8-3. Houston, 5.5-point favorite at home, over-under of this game, Nolan, is 47.5. I'm going to say
1: right now, I'm going to say right off the bat, I think it goes under. Um. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to take a bold a bold approach at this one here, and I'm gonna have to recall a statement that I made to you uh, a few weeks ago when I told you to pick the Cleveland Browns over the uh, Atlanta Falcons in one of your uh, bets, mm-hmm. yep. and you chose not to, and ignored my statement, and then the Browns ended up winning, because I just I I for some reason I could see them uh, making this this turnaround with the change they just they just needed to get rid of Hugh Jackson he was the problem and uh I think they're turning it around they're definitely gonna I I see this game as a shootout I think it's gonna be high scoring the Texans are hot and they're gonna be tough to beat for sure but you gotta look at from looking at the Browns standpoint we got Baker Mayfield putting up unreal numbers 17 touchdowns seven interceptions that's that's pretty unreal for a rookie. And then obviously Nick Chubb, he's being he's one of the top uh, r- rushing leaders this year, and he hasn't even played that many games. So uh, you honestly just gotta you gotta like the Cleveland Browns here. Jarvis Landry is a target as well. Yeah, I mean
0: I think those are all valid points, Noel. Uh, I, I can see where you're going with that. I think uh, let me put it this way, Nolan. If I'm gonna give you two options right here. Baker Mayfield or Deshaun Watson who if you're a coach who would you rather have Baker Mayfield okay okay um I'm a big Deshaun Watson fan I know he got injured last year and he's recovered to a I think he's getting back to his old form and I think you can see the confidence is there. Sometimes when you have these kind of serious injuries, it does take you a while. Even when you're playing, you don't necessarily have that same sort of perception on the field that you did before, because <laughs> you're afraid, you're timid, you're you don't know what you want to do. I think now he's kind of found himself. I think the Texans as a whole have found themselves. I think they're 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 shooting still, Noel, for a first round bye in the AFC. Yeah, they are. And I think with a lot to play for, and let's be honest, Noel, the Browns one and four away from home. Okay. That's true. Haven't played great. Houston at home. I like
1: a lot. What the fuck? I don't know. Um, we're gonna ignore that. I don't know what that was. Yeah. um, Yeah, we don't know. know. The studio's falling apart on us. I think.
0: (laughs) No. Okay. Our statistician was. Jumping, boxing around, <laughs> doing
1: some weird stuff. I don't know. Well, let me let me uh, take take another look at this here. Um, okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry. <clears throat> so, uh, if you uh, if you put the DeAndre Hopkins on Baker Mayfield's team, would you see uh, Deshaun Watson numbers?
0: Was that a trick question? <laughs> <laughs> if I saw no, okay, DeAndre okay. Hopkins, no. What, what, okay. hold What? <laughs> what?
1: What I'm trying to say here is, if if Baker Mayfield had targets like De, uh, like DeAndre Hopkins and, uh... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dude. I. Yeah. I. I. Okay. I'm saying if if Baker Mayfield had better targets, I just think that he could. That, and, yes,
0: I understand. Yes, you're saying if he had other weapons out there besides yeah, I mean, Jarvis, Jarvis Landry, Landry,
1: he's he's really he has. Hold on, mean, let me get back to this. Jarvis Landry has what like two touchdowns this season. That's yeah, th- no, that's not very good. Well, that's yeah, okay. and so they they I mean they have uh, they has I mean they have Chubb, and that's their running back. That's all. Well, right, and and obviously he didn't play the first handful of weeks of the season when Carlos exactly. Hyde was there.
0: Um, I. I agree. I, I understand what you're saying. I don't know that Jarvis Landry... I think, yes, DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver. But Jarvis Landry is a very competent receiver. I think he can do the job well. Um, he's got great hands. I watched the uh, training camp um, on HBO with him, with the Cleveland Browns. You know, I watched him. <laughs> I get the bless up thing. I get it. Bless up. Um, so, but with, with that <laughs> being said... Listen, and by the way, we didn't even talk about it. His One of his uh, most popular targets, or maybe favorite target, he might say, is David Njoku, his tight end. Yeah. Dude has been targeted a bunch this season since Baker's taken over full-time. Okay? And he's, he's a very athletic, long, talented tight end. And I think that there's potential in that. Now, I just don't see... Cleveland going to Houston and win. I just don't see it happening. The Browns are still the Browns. I understand they're playing better football. But I like Houston in this game. I'm going to say I'm going to go even maybe more lopsided than maybe people might think. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 30 to 17. Yeah. I mean, I, I just I don't think it's close. I think I think Houston defensively is just that good. I think Cleveland is good, but I don't necessarily think that they have the firepower to withstand and and be able to move the ball on Houston at that high level.
1: Yeah, I mean we have we have some pretty good defenses here. Um, I mean, it was a bold prediction with the uh, shootout I said, but I'm I'm just gonna predict like 38, 35 final field goal. Okay. But I, I, I'll say Houston pulls it out just because the Browns always find a way to lose their games. They do want a shot. They want a shot at the playoffs, but they have a tough red ahead of them. Obviously, this is their first barrier, and I, I don't think they're going to pull it out. Um, so you told me to get on the Browns' bandwagon here, but you're
0: going to say the Texans win by a field goal late?
1: I I mean, I, I, was, I was talking them up just because I made your incorrect... Um, like bet lose money, you lost a lot of money because of what I said. I
0: well, you're right. I didn't. I didn't win. <laughs> well, well, I mean, well, you could. have. I lost money on a lot of yes. reasons for that weekend, but that wasn't just the only. Well, one. but you're right. You did. Yes, you. I. You I had a bold prediction. Correctly predicted correctly. that game. <laughs> I did. And That's all
1: I was pointing out. So then I started. I started talking up their team. A bit. I'm not perfect, Nolan. You, know,
0: <laughs> you, you can tell the viewers. I that. I
1: I just try to help out a brother when I can. I know you do. I know you do. Um. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, so
0: you think shootout, you think Texans close late field goal. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Arizona Cardinals, Nolan 2 and 9, going to the Green Bay Packers who are 4-6 and 1. Packers are 14 point favorites at home, two touchdowns. It's a large number. Um, and the over/under is 43 and a half. I'm going to say right now, I like the Packers. A 14 lot. is a lot. It's a lot. I like them. I do. At home. Yeah, I mean, Green Bay, th- this time of year, I mean, it's like 15 degrees outside for us right now. <laughs> In Green Bay, I don't even know what it is, but it's probably colder. I could see Green Bay running away with this game. I, and I think it's a it has a lot to do with Aaron Jones. I'm an Aaron Jones fan, and I don't know why people go against him this week. They're like... I'm not sold on Aaron Jones. Why not? What has he shown you that you wouldn't like him in this matchup? Arizona's secondary is actually fairly decent. So Devontae Adams may not necessarily be the best play. But Aaron Jones? Yeah. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I really uh, don't see the Cardinals putting up any chance at all. David Johnson, he's... He's having a decent season, but other than that, you can't look anywhere else on their team and see decent numbers. Josh Rosen just isn't going to be the quarterback for their team right now. He, he needs to make some something happen. They don't have any wideouts. They, they don't have anything else going. David Johnson is a good, good halfback. He has almost 700 yards, 6 feet he but he was injured, so he's he's put up his numbers while he can, but they're just going to have to find something else if they want to find a way to win games here.
0: Yes. No, can you tell the fans what Aaron Rodgers' touchdown-to-interception ratio is?
1: Yeah, he has thrown one interception this uh, season and 20 touchdowns.
0: That's the ratio that you want. That's the ratio that you want. Anyone else that has anything otherwise is just silly. Um, But yes, I think...
1: That's some Tom Brady numbers right there. Oh,
0: uh, that's better than Tom Brady.
1: Oh. Uh, it but, is. I mean, this season. We can I pull, mean, up, we season, can pull up the numbers. This know.
0: season. You're right. This season. We're talking about this year. I'm not talking about in 2016.
1: Well, I'm talking
0: overall. Oh, Tom okay.
1: Brady, he he never throws interceptions.
0: No, never. He's never thrown a pick in his life. <laughs> that's the receivers that just haven't run the right routes. No, um, it's the tip balls. Oh, it's tip balls. That's what it is. You can't control that. Well, that's why we're the Mars ball boys. <laughs> <laughs> um. Everything's tip balls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. We're off track, and we <laughs> we digress. Anyways, I think Green Bay big. Yep. Um, David Johnson, like you said, the only offensive piece for Arizona this week. Uh, Christian Kirk's been a surprise, a, a good surprise for them. I mean, he's another rookie for them from Texas A&M. Um, it, I don't know. Arizona is, went from an organization that looked like they were competing towards the top every year in and out. I think that they have a lot of pieces they need to figure out. I don't know if this is the the final resting point for David Johnson or if there's a future for him somewhere else. Um, I think they have to kind of decide that because he's a running back that still has durability and years left on him. I think they need to figure out, are we going to build an offense around him and put weapons there, or do we ship him away and take a draft pick or so on and so forth?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh... I can uh can't do uh anything but agree there. <clears throat> they're definitely in the rebu- <clears throat> rebuilding process and uh they're definitely going to have to find something else. But um overall for fantasy plays this game, I would stay away from the Cardinals overall. I just I, they're just a weak weak team. David Johnson, you could throw in just because he's capable of getting touchdowns. Larry Fitzgerald, he's caught a lot of touchdowns recently. You could play him maybe if he's a cheap enough play for your wideouts, but like you said, Aaron Jones, I I do like him this week. Uh, People are counting him out, but he's always a good play. Aaron Rodgers, we just talked about his numbers. You can always play him. He's probably going to be the most expensive quarterback, but I see them putting up uh, mega numbers this week and winning by a lot. So... Definitely not a bad spot.
0: That's true. That's true. Keep in mind, Aaron Jones averaging over six yards a carry right now. What, what else do you want from this guy? What else can he do? It's crazy stuff. Honestly. What else can he do? Two carries. He picks up a first down every time. Yeah, that's that's, that, that's pretty good, right? Yeah, I think so. Anyways, I move on. Uh, next game on the slate, no. Carolina Panthers at 6-5, and five going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 4-7. and seven. Carolina a three-point favorite. On the road, um, this game, if I remember correctly, Noel, we can go back a few weeks. Carolina, 42, Tampa Bay, 28, um, back in week nine of this season. Um, listen, I think this is going to be a shootout again. It should be. Jameis now is the quarterback for the time being. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Okay, they, they, they keep a hold of their quarterbacks like you keep track of your, uh, cash. <laughs> loose Cold and, and cash. yes, loose and free and I love it. willing to cha- trade it away. Anyways, point being is that I think that this, this game should be entertaining to watch as a whole. If you're a fan of football, I think you will enjoy watching this game, um, but listen, the Carolina's in trouble right now. They're six and five. They haven't played well lately. Uh, we're three in a row after getting stomped on by the Steelers. They just haven't looked anything like their old selves anymore. Um, I think in this matchup, Christian McCaffrey huge day. It's not even close. Um, Tampa can't stop anybody. And they won't stop him. Um, you know, Cam should be productive as long as Cam doesn't make mistakes. I think Carolina wins this game. I think they need to win this game. Um, the over/under on this game. No, I did go over that yet. 54 and a half. So we were at 70 the first time the two teams played. <laughs> I think we're close to that range as well. I think Carolina wins. I'm gonna say 41. 30.
1: So uh, that's 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 a lot of that's a lot of points there. I honestly, I'm gonna have to disagree a little bit just because <clears throat> I've seen the way that uh, Carolina's playing Cam Newton this season. And I just, I don't know. I don't like it at all. I've watched their games, and their game against Detroit was just disappointing. Sorry. They they had opportunities to win that game, but they just, Cam's been hurt, and they're, they definitely don't want him to be running around like he used to be, like in the red zone. Mm-hmm. He used to run in for touchdowns. He used to be their red zone threat, but he really hasn't done anything uh, as to rushing this season. I I know they're trying to protect him. They want to hold him for years on to come. They don't want him to have some kind of injury because quarterbacks are prone to that stuff. But at some point, you got to realize that he's a threat there and he should definitely be doing that kind of stuff. But I mean, I definitely agree. There could be a lot of points scored here. Uh, I'm going to say it stays just under and Carolina pulls away, probably twenty-eight to uh, seventeen.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I can I can see that happening. Um, I think from the Tampa Bay aspect, let's let's just go over them briefly. Uh, Jameis, I just like I said, I always stay away from the Tampa quarterback, especially at this point in the year now. Um, because in one half, things can change and Ryan Fitzpatrick could go out on the field. Um, but Mike Evans, stud, always been a big Mike Evans fan. I think he's that talented. I know he has some drop issues from time to time, but he's just um, a guy that can go up and get the ball. Um, red zone threat, big play threat. Um, they, they, But they've liked the other guys, though. They've checked down. I know, again, you haven't even brought up your boy Cameron Braid yet, but... Um, Adam Humphreys, Chris Godwin, um, Deshaun Jackson, obviously, with the big play threat. There's options there. I think Tampa throws the ball this game like 60 times. At least they should. Um, and their, their running game just has been so inconsistent. I'm not a big Peyton Barber guy. Um, I just don't see anything going from that. Um, listen, the matchup predictor in this, Knoll, has them tied. 49.8% both of them so like it could go either way and a lot of people probably could see that but I just think Carolina needs this game a lot more like I said Tampa Bay's not in anything right now they're four and
1: seven they're out of it yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're not fighting for anything I'm also reading here that uh <clears throat> uh, when Winston came in last week Humphreys uh had a uh, six six targets uh six catches for 54 yards and a touchdown and it also says when they played the Panthers, they uh, that he also torched them. So mm-hmm. we could see a, a nice little play there with Adam Humphreys.
0: Yeah, no, and no, I, I agree. I think that's that's a sneaky little play. I think, um, and when you do the PPR leagues, I think that's something that like even if he doesn't have a big game in terms of yards, he's a guy that could get you eight nine receptions and maybe pull down 60 to 70 yards. And, and and then obviously if you're able to get the touchdown out of it, then that obviously becomes a big play. So I think that, that yes, in, in this game, it's going to be a shootout. It's going to be high scoring. I think the better play is Carolina. I will say another guy too that I like a lot is DJ Moore in this matchup. Oh,
1: for sure. I mean, Tampa, the worst pass defense in the league. Let's let's not forget about that. Carolina, not any better. They're 27th. But, uh, <clears throat> I just, I mean, it's definitely going to be a pretty high-scoring game. It's going to be all passing. I mean, obviously, you have McCaffrey. He, he's an option, but probably not that much of a factor. I, I like DJ Moore, as you said. But, uh, I also would target some of the uh, some of the people for some of the wideouts for uh, Tampa. I mean Deshaun Jackson he he's he's definitely a risky play he can go off he will uh, score nothing sometimes so you, you just don't know Mike Evans is always a great play like you said he's a stud but I typically stay away uh, I might I might this week uh, but I also do like Cameron Brait. he has some uh, opportunities this week Carolina. Uh, he does burn the uh, Panthers often And their uh, defense against tight ends Is not that good So uh, that's what I was talking about earlier I might be starting Cameron Barrett Over Eric yeah. this week Yeah, Still debating that so we'll see uh, I wouldn't say that you're full for doing it But I wouldn't agree with you But anyway, I mean with this loss of Kareem Hunt I might <laughs> have to uh, see what I'm doing Yeah you, <laughs> who knows what you have to do Honestly you're, you're in a dire strait right now Alright moving on
0: to the next one the New York Football Jets at 3 and 8 going to the Tennessee Titans who are 5 and 6 Tennessee 8 point favorite in this game at home the over under nolan at 40 and a half points interesting that this uh that this is where it's at in terms of Tennessee being such a Um, big favorite in this game I mean I I don't know I I guess in my mind I look at and I say (sighs) Tennessee has been good but a little inconsistent at times the Jets defensively aren't bad Um, listen Sam Darnold's had his ups and downs 14 interceptions is just way too many um I just don't know if I trust Tennessee. I know they had a good little stretch there, but I just don't know if I'm ready to say that I'm on board with Tennessee just being a team that can just (coughs) blow someone out. I think with that being said, at home, I like Tennessee, but I don't know if I like them by eight. I think that's too much. I would would say that uh, I think the Jets keep it close. Don't win. They don't win. I think I I could see, I'm going to say Tennessee 20, New York 14. Is a six-point game?
1: Yeah, I'm uh, definitely staying uh, under here on the over-under of 40.5 because I <clears throat> I definitely never see the Titans score more than 20 points ever. I, their their offense just can never pull, like, that much out uh, every week. Mariota just can't seem to uh, pull out his inner Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sorry.
0: <laughs> his inner Jameis. Well, you, you're not wrong about that. I mean,
1: his inner anything, honestly. Yes. Yeah, nine TDs, six interceptions isn't going to cut it in this kind of league. Uh, we talked about a lot of better numbers there. I think Mahomes did that one weekend, didn't he? Yeah, he, uh, he throws a lot of those puppies. He is a stud for my team.
0: He, he's not bad. But uh, um,
1: <clears throat> now for uh, fantasy options this week, though, I mean,. This game, it's really not one you want to go after too much. I mean, Qu- Crowell, he always has that uh, good week here and there. You can always pick him. Corey Davis, uh, he's on my fantasy team because, uh, I mean, he's he's a nice bench player, and I like him in this spot just because the Jets' defense, they're they're not the they're not the strongest. I mean. Coming in, 15th pa- pass defense. It's not good. It's not bad either, but. And some would say it's the middle of the back. It is. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, they, they pull off some wins and they're at home, so you gotta like the Titans here just just to pull out this victory. Right. I, I, I agree with you. I would say I stay
0: away <coughs> from all Tennessee running backs, mainly uh, Derrick Henry, who has been the biggest disappointment this year. I don't know if anyone else thought of this as well um 434 yards and four touchdowns all season and even those numbers are probably more astonishing than what he's really done I felt like every week he scored between an average of like three and six points in fantasy and it's just that's what like he was a lot of people's second running back taken in some leagues because they're like hey this guy's gonna be a legit guy there's no DeMarco Murray he's done he's retired he's gone you know, and it's just like the Derrick Henry show, and I get Dion Lewis was there, and and that's your pass catching back, and I get it. But Derrick Henry's a workhorse. He's big. He's a big guy. Get him the ball. Block
1: for him. <laughs> uh, it does say Darnold's questionable this week, so.
0: Well, that could be interesting, I guess. If that's the case, I I could see...
1: It would spice things up a little
0: bit. Well, uh, yeah, I could see it being a little bit (coughs) more upside in Tennessee's favor. Maybe they do cover the eight points if if Sam doesn't play. I mean, Uh, who's
1: even their backup? They probably don't have... um, I believe, is it Derek Derek Anderson? Probably. Let's see, hold on, let me uh, check this here. Uh, Josh McCown.
0: Josh McCown, excuse me, sorry, you're right. Josh McCown. Um... (laughs) Yes, I
1: think either way... Uh, I would neither- say he's uh, likely to miss. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, McCown does have his little uh, uh, appearances where he does do well. And I think... But in this matchup, though, against Tennessee, I don't see it happening. I think the biggest thing you have to just take away from this is, listen, it's going to be low scoring. It's going to be ugly. And if anything, I'd play Tennessee's defense in a matchup. If you're play, if you're looking for a defense to play, I, I would guess that that would be one of the better ones and a better option. Um, because again, who? I mean, who does the the Jets have? I mean, Jermaine Kearse. I mean, yeah, not many threats
1: there. Yeah, I
0: mean, I know their leading receiver right now is is Quincy and with 33 receptions for 418 yards and a touchdown. I mean, it's just you know, I mean, there's just not a lot of options there. Definitely not. So, um, going forward, San Francisco 49ers. 2-9, 2-9, going to Seattle at 6-5. and five. Seattle, 10-point favorite at home. And the over-under for this game, Big Daddy, is at 46 points. I'm going to go off... I'm going to say that... I'm going to say it goes over. Um, I'm going to give San Francisco a little bit more credit than I think they deserve. Um... They've had some ups and downs. I know that um, the quarterback play has been a little suspect. But I will say this. I think um, Matt Burita has been incredible this year because every week he's questionable, like to doubtful, and then somehow plays and then puts up like 17 <laughs> points, so I don't know how he does it. Guy plays on like one leg or one arm or, or whatever it is. And then if you look at it, Russell Wilson, I've never really been a big fantasy um Guy with him because I just think that there's some inconsistent. Yeah, there's there, yeah. there's better options, but I think it's it's more of just like there's games where he sometimes just like turns the ball over. Um, it,
1: it's just sort of
0: it's hit or miss, you yes. know.
1: I mean, he's put up good numbers this season: 25 touchdowns, five interceptions. That's that's all-star QB status right there to me. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, he he's 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 off and on, um, but. 49ers, let's just take a quick look here. Their, uh, their defense is, it is very uh, not very good at all. No, it's not. Especially their pass defense, 24th in the league. Yep. That's, uh, definitely going to open up some holes there for, uh, Lockett and, uh, other options. Mm-hmm. I agree with that.
0: Um... I think the best play in this situation, um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Chris Carson is a good play this week for for Seattle, and I think he's done a better job. He's getting more of the carries now. Um, again, I, I'm just not always. You know, I mean, I'm Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, David Moore. Again, you never really know with those guys. I don't, I don't think there's ever a consistent saying that like one of those guys is going, going to have a big week. I think it's kind of hit or miss. Each week it could be somebody different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks at home here, they're they're going to probably do pretty well. I mean, they haven't played at home much this year. They're only 2-2. Two and two. Uh, They're probably going to want to impress their fans a little bit, put on a show. I could definitely see uh, some big options in David Moore, Tyler Lockett, something like that, Chris Carson, like you said. It's pretty nice. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, definitely should dominate this game. And uh, as the ever-under, I I definitely think... Uh, I think it'll stay under. You said it would go over, but... Seahawks will probably outscore the 49ers a lot, and they probably won't put up much at all. Okay. That's fair.
0: Um, I think... Uh, I think Mullins for San Francisco real quick Um, I do like him I think he's got a good a bright future ahead of him but I don't know that necessarily that this is the year for San Francisco as a whole I think they're kind of battling through some stuff and uh, I think Seattle at home like I said I think that they should win comfortably for sure last three games of the slate this week for week 13 Sunday afternoon game the Minnesota Vikings at 6-4 and 1 going to Knoll's favorite team in the world the New England Patriots
1: at 8-3 they are I I do enjoy the uh, New England Patriots they are my favorite team they sure are Uh, the Patriots five and a half
0: point favorites at home the over-under for the game is 49.5 points. Um, I'm going to say right now that I think New England wins. I'm going to say... I don't know if I want to say this. it's going to be a shootout or not. <sighs> yeah, no, you know, I do. I think New England wins 31-20. Um, I think they need this game for New England, only to stay kind of in the top half of the AFC. You know, you want to drop down to, like, a point where you're kind of more in the middle of the pack. Not that they would be an 8-4, but and I just... Minnesota is a team that one week looks like a Super Bowl contender and the next looks awful. And they've done that this year by losing to the Bills at home. Um, and I just don't know. Now, a he- healthy Dalvin Cook, and I'm a big Dalvin Cook fan, I think that makes a difference for them. But... I just don't know if Kirk Cousins in this game... Listen, Kirk Cousins has had turnover problems all year. The dude does. He just turns the ball over, and sometimes in very critical situations. He's very accurate. He's a very accurate passer, but he turns the ball over a lot. And I just don't know. New England defensively always throws little wrinkles at him in the games. I just don't know if the Vikings have the ability on the road to get this game done.
1: Yeah, I mean, going into a... Going into uh, Foxborough, me rough for uh, teams. <clears throat> Looking here, I see the Vikings have the uh, worst rush offense in the league. Obviously, that makes a difference having Davin Cook back, but um, Latavius Murray—he's not—he—he—he's—he's he, he's, he's decent. But I mean, it looks like still they're—they're they're sharing the time, and they still can't figure out which one they uh, want to go with. Uh, as far as a uh, full-on running back, but looking at um, their pass catchers, Stefan Diggs, Steelen, they've been hurt a lot this season. Both have been questionable, both like a lot of weeks. You know, you don't know if they're gonna play, but they're all, both playable. They're pretty good, but uh, obviously, it's <clears throat> it definitely uh, looks looks pretty strugglesome for them going uh, going up against the uh, tough Patriot team.
0: Yes, they are tough, and like you said, especially at home. Um, listen, I think Adam Thielen every week is a PPR worst nightmare or also your fan favorite because he does get the targets. He does catch a lot of passes. Um, does he still have the streak for 100 yards going? Is that the thing still?
1: Um, I don't I don't believe he does. Um, because he did have it. What was the first... Seven weeks, right? Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't believe he does seven. No, it was
0: ended in week nine against Detroit. Yeah. He uh, he stopped it. So the first eight weeks he had over a hundred yards receiving in every game.
1: Um, yeah. He got, he got uh, hurt too after that. I believe he missed a game or two. Uh,
0: he. Or uh, no, I guess no. the buy. Yeah, they had the buy. Um, I believe he. I think he exited one of the games early. I think that's what yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, I think going forward, I think the Vikings are a team that in the NFC, I think they can still compete for a wild card spot. Um, if they do have a healthy digs, um, Kyle Rudolph just hasn't been used in this offense at all with Kirk as the quarterback. I don't understand why. He was a guy that was a very focal point for them in years past. He is talented. You know, he's a big guy, can block well. Um, I don't know why that they've kind of gone away from him. Not to say that it's it's needed because they do have Diggs and Thielen and, and obviously Cook back, but I just uh, I don't know it's interesting. I think New England, James White, Sony Michelle, uh, Josh Gordon, is he? You know what I mean? I don't know if is he been anything the last week or two. Uh, yeah,
1: he's he's made some plays. Honestly, I I see a, I'd put him in my lineup. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. They do have Gronk back as a target now. He, he had a nice week. Uh, seven seven targets last week, I guess. But, I mean, he, he's not, like, the best option. I guess he's a little bit cheaper this week since he's been out. But, I, I honestly like Josh Gordon. He's he's a top target. I mean, Julian Edelman gets a lot of the passes, so you, you don't really know. But, <clears throat> You'll just have to uh, going in the Foxborough. Like you said, I mean, they, they're pretty dominant. Uh, Brady and McDaniels always find a way to get it done. I agree with that. I think looking at Josh's
0: numbers the last couple of weeks, he's still getting some targets and just hasn't been putting up, weak, um, big time numbers, you know, tw- uh, yeah. 13.1 week, 10, 12, in week, 12. Um, But yeah, no, I think having Gronk back, I think one way that that kind of helps Josh is that they have to sort of, Gronk is such a uh, matchup nightmare that you have to kind of shade towards his area. So if you have Josh Gordon opposite of Gronk on the field, so Gronk's on the slot to the right, put Josh on the left side of the field, make them pick which side they're going to cover. Because guess what? If they decide to shade towards Josh, now you leave Gronk in a one-on-one matchup. Well, that's just not what you want to do. Conversely, if they, if they bracket coverage Gronk, now you have a one-on-one matchup with Josh Gordon. So I think there's, there's options there. Obviously, Julian Edelman in the slot as well is a viable target, and I think someone that can be uh, worth playing in some situations if you're looking for a play that's kind of under the radar. Um, but I think at the end of the day, I think... The balance of New England is good. Remember, Tom doesn't always necessarily need to throw the ball 60 times to be successful. He's willing to run the ball. James White gets receptions. Sony Michelle's been a workhorse for them as well. He's got a lot of carries for them when he's been healthy. I think going forward, I think that this team
1: is suited in the right direction. So I like I like New England in this game. For sure. Uh, I also want to say I, I like James White in this spot. He's a uh, nice pass-catching uh, running back, and uh, <clears throat> he's put up put up some pretty swell numbers this year. Um, six TDs, uh, 67 receptions. That's pretty good for a uh, running back, and. Uh Yes. No, I mean, that. he has the best receiving stats on their team. So. Yeah, I think any receiver or any running back
0: that has 67 receptions through 11 games is pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, uh, all I have to say, if this doesn't speak for itself, 5-0 at home, I just, I just think the Patriots have this one already in the bag.
0: Yes, I agree. I think they win uh, comfortably. I think they cover the 5.5 points.
1: On to the Sunday night game.
0: The L.A. Chargers know at 8-3. Going to Pittsburgh in Hinesfield, in the hostile environment here in the Berg. Everyone's been waiting for it. You've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. Our statistician, Vinny,'s been waiting for it. <laughs> um, let's just go over it here briefly. Listen, the Steelers are a three and a half point favorite at home, as we all know. And I'm going to tell you, Noel, remember I said I had the three team parlay. You're waiting for the second game of this, it's here it's the Chargers Noel over under is 52 I like LA close very close on the road I don't even know if they cover the 3.5 I say that they may not I think they could win by field goal I could see 31-28 LA over Pittsburgh because I just just don't know (sighs) with Pittsburgh kind of just plays that style sometimes where it's like you know I think they're excited for the game I think Ben tries to make so many plays sometimes that he is susceptible to interceptions. You know, he's thrown 12 picks this year. That's a lot. I know it's a two to one touchdown to interception ratio, but it's still a lot of picks. He's, uh, you know, he's he's sometimes careless with the ball. Listen, Philip Rivers has been playing great football. lately. The Chargers are much better defensively than what people give them credit for. I mean, I know they're without Melvin Gordon, and I know that's the first thing everyone's going to say is, they don't have Melvin Gordon. They don't have Melvin Gordon. They have Austin Eckler, everyone. And if you don't know about Austin Eckler, you're going to find out about Austin Eckler. He's a legitimate player. He yeah, can catch the ball in the backfield.
1: He runs very well. His yards per carry, 5.8.
0: Okay, this team is good.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, Eckler's a mini McCaffrey, if you look at him right. I mean, he, he's made some good plays, and he's definitely not one to look around. I I definitely would... uh. Not not factor Melvin Gordon in too much this equation because the Chargers are a great team. Uh, Philip Rivers, uh, uh, very good stats, all-star quarterback stats this even season. <coughs> season. Sorry, uh, 26 TDs, six interceptions, uh, over 3,000 yards. Um, Ben's Ben's pre- uh, <coughs> sorry Ben stats this year uh, only a uh, 24 24 TD, 12 interceptions. It's a lot of interceptions. Um, obviously, you can't blame him for all of them, but he's ha- he's definitely made his mistakes uh key situations. Uh, look back to last week. Cost the game. Cost the win streak that they've been on, and uh, might cost them a spot in their division if they uh, can not uh, find a way to win this one.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Steelers winning the AFC North, I think, is not a safe bet, but I think it's something that they should be able to do and I think they, they will do I think they're what they're concerned about and more focused on is getting a first round by being a top two seed which is still possible this game is very important Chargers on the other hand listen it's tough for them they could go think about this Nolan the Chargers could go 13 and 3 they could win out okay and finish second in the AFC West at 13
1: and 3 is that crazy? I think that's yeah. a little crazy. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how I don't know about that though. I mean, with this Kareem Hunt situation, we have to see how the Chiefs play this one out. I mean, obviously Pat Mahomes and Hill, who uh, I mean, with their defense—look at it—it's it's it's not there, and they're a vulnerable t- <clears throat> a vulnerable team, and uh, I think they definitely could uh, see that in the playoffs.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. But I think regardless if you look at it, I think this will be a very very entertaining game. Um, like I said, I do think it'll go over even though I do give credit to the chargers. I think Ben makes a mistake in this game at some point, whether it's a, a fumble or an interception um, and I, I just I don't know I, I I my gut is picking the chargers and that's my second team
1: in my parlay Noel, that I do yeah I mean I uh, do like. I uh, definitely definitely can't disagree. I mean, it's a it's a good risk. Or er, excuse me, uh, my third. Um, the other one, the actually the second one
0: that I, I, I skipped over. Well, we didn't skip over, but um, it was the Bengals at home against the Broncos. Yeah. And I was telling you about this before. I was just saying that I think the Bengals kind of surprise people in this game, and I think the Broncos kind of overlook them coming off the big win. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, so that was the third th- third third team in my parlay. Um. I think when you look at these, Noel and when before before we go on to the last game, I think when you're looking in these parlays, uh, the biggest thing I look for is games where the underdog, it's not decisive, and it's a team that has played well at certain times this year or matches up well with this team. And I think in this matchup with the Chargers and the Steelers, I just think that the Chargers match up well against Pittsburgh. And I think that they just have that kind of recipe right now. And I, like I said, I just don't know where the Steelers are. And I don't know if they are there to stay at the top. So we'll see what happens. Like I said, I like the Chargers very close. But I like them.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll see uh, we'll see what the uh, Chargers offense can do. All
0: right, so last game on the slate Monday night game the Washington Redskins at 6-5 going to the Philadelphia Eagles at 5-6 Philly 6.5 point favorite at home the over under for the game Nolan is 45 points I like it right around that to be honest with you I could see it being like 24-21 Philly needs this game can't drop back Especially with Dallas winning, I think everyone thought Dallas would lose this game and kind of get everyone back to even numbers in the NFC East. But Dallas just came out and surprised, shocked the world. I think to say, to some degree, beating the Saints 13 to 10 on Thursday night. I mean, whoever would have thought that?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a that's a fact in itself. That was that was a crazy game. I watched that one myself and. Uh... I couldn't I couldn't believe that uh I was watching that because the Cowboys they, they haven't shown that kind of defense this year and they I mean they they have some uh, nice linebackers there I saw but I mean they really uh, proved themselves yesterday
0: yes I, I agree um, I think for this game in particular Carson has to play well. Um, his numbers are are actually impressive on the season. He's got 2,500 yards, 16 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. But I think at times, again, he's kind of sputtered in big situations. They've kind of laid some eggs in games that they didn't need to. It, some people could say it's a Super Bowl hangover. It could be. I don't know. Um, I think in this game, though, I think it's low scoring for most of the game. Um, Washington does not have an explosive offense. AP is banged up right now. A- everyone knows about the Alex Smith injury. So I think going forward with this with this Redskins team, I think they can rely a lot on their defense. Um, I just don't know that they have the options and the weapons there. And again, Colt McCoy is Colt McCoy. Um, I th- what is it? Chris Thompson looks like he could play this week um he hasn't played in a while Capri Bibbs a guy again not really you know a guy that you're gonna look to lean on if you're Washington and I think Jordan Reed has been available and healthy for much of the season to some surprise but I think at the end of the day I just think Philly defensively shows up offensively Carson Wentz makes enough plays how about the kid Josh Adams
1: for Philly, the rookie running back yeah. from Notre Dame, dude's been playing well of late. Yeah, I mean, they got they got to find their way. Uh, Carson Wentz, he he isn't put up uh, the Super Bowl numbers like we saw last year. I mean, <clears throat> they've obviously uh, been dealing with some change and stuff, but <sighs> Josh Adams could be the turnaround. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Uh, Zach Gertz continues to put up the numbers. Uh, unbelievable pick there. Uh, By you. But not I wish me, but no, young cool. Rick yeah, always. Young Rick, oh yes, always. yeah, he's, he's, he's good with that. His, uh, Gertz, yeah, he loves, He loves that. We're going to have to get him on the show at some point. And yeah, just, he'll, he'll, he'll call him he'll, he'll rave about
0: his tight end play all year. <laughs> <his> <laughs> yeah, and
1: his picks about how he starts uh, Mayfield over any, like, he, who, who, who did he have? Mayfield I don't know. Over, the, um, yeah, he had somebody. It, was, uh, it was, was pretty wild, and he ended up winning. Oh, he's got Jared Goff. Jared Goff. That's yeah, who he, it is. Yeah, he
0: yeah, he, yeah. The second best uh, quarterback in <laughs> fantasy, Jared Goff, and and no or Nolan uh, Young Rick. I'm gonna play Baker Mayfield this week. Why <laughs> would you do that again? I'm just I'm curious. What's wrong with you? Is there something wrong? Um. And he also has Russell Wells. He's one of those guys that has three quarterbacks on his roster. We always love that, don't we? I mean, yeah. guys that do that kind of stuff. I did that for a week, <laughs> uh, I will say. I'm not, I'm not nah, I,
1: that was me and the NFC. Yeah, so
0: I still don't get that either. Um, <clears throat> but listen, I think at the end of the day, Philly, close at home. They need this game. I think they win. And I think as a whole, this week's slate of games, Noel. And some, some, some weeks I think it's it's interesting because I think you might not have the good matchups. I think this week there's a, there's a handful of intriguing games. Um, and I think it's an important week. I think when you get to this point in the season, some teams still have some life. Listen, you've played 11 games. You have 5 games remaining coming into this. You still have some time to make a push. A last minute push for a wild card spot. Remember, yeah, there's no guarantee that 9 wins or 10 wins gets you in but you still have a shot if you're a team with four wins, five wins right now, that you still have an opportunity. And if you're six and five, for instance, you're you're quite alive. Some things might have to happen, but you're quite alive. Yeah. So, I think going forward, I think um, I think this will be an interesting week to see.
1: Um,
0: No, we're no, we'll cut that out I know. all right well um <laughs> well anyways no that was a interesting i think week 13 for us should be fun yeah I, um,
1: mean, I mean we could see some things uh definitely uh be a little bit surprising this week uh i mean teams are fighting for that playoff spot like you said and uh even teams like the Browns, they're, they're going to be fighting their hardest. I mean, we could see some surprising victories this week. Uh, you just you just don't know what's going to happen. hmm I agree. Well, first and foremost, I'd like
0: to thank everyone for listening to the first edition of the Mars Ball Boy podcast. Um, thank you. I look forward to getting back with you, as so does Nolan, along with our statistician, Vinny Blasco, and our director producer, audio technician, Matthew J. Brand for doing everything that they can for us.